We love hip hop. Oh, snap. Look at that background. What's, up, <laughs> What's going on, man? Hey, brother. Doing well, man. How about you? I can't complain. I'm not in my studio, actually, for this one. I'm back at the Casa. Just chilling out today. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what's up, brother. Hey, man, it's the best way to spend it. Now, where, where are you based out of, man? I'm over here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. You know oh, what I'm saying? Nice. The center oh, of Canada's universe. Canada. <laughs> you haven't oh, been to you haven't been to Toronto, eh? I haven't, man. So I, I had planned to. Uh, um, so I was in Boston for probably about uh, two and a half years, but it was really uh, around the uh, the pandemic, man. So mm-hmm. the border was, was closed down, so I couldn't make the trip over. Uh, really to uh, to uh, check out uh, Canada, man, and all what it's got to offer. So that's on my hit list. Well, listen, man. Once you once you get over to this side of the border, we'll we'll be definitely sure to show you the hospitality that you deserve, bro. You know what hey, I'm bro. saying? But yeah. let's get to it, man. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you, brother. So so let's get to it, man. Um, yes, we sir. got we got Tef XL in the motherfucking building. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Um, you're representing Jacksonville, but you're you're a bicoastal gentleman. You you move all around. I do, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, early on in my life, obviously Jacksonville is, is, is the, the epicenter of, of where Tef, uh, you know, became a man and, Duval. and uh, all of my family, Duval for sure, man. And so, you know, um, and you hear, you hear it in my music for sure, but, um, it also was a springboard, man, into a whole different life for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know so much. We, we talk about the struggles um, that, that we go through to arrive at our destination. And my story is that, that way, too. But I also talk about in that, that struggle, man, it, it showed what true friendship means. Uh-huh. A lot of people invested in me. And so um, the, the the results of that is allowing for me pretty much to move about and live the life that, you know what I'm saying, I, I saw me living at this junction in my career and in my life. You know what I mean? No, that's dope, man. And and we're definitely going to make sure that we can cover as much ground on your story as well as like the music that you got going on and the different businesses that you're that you're involved in. Right. Yes, sir. So, yes, so, sir. so let's get into even um, bow body of work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's talk to yeah. me about this this project that you got um, mm. on going on right now. So uh, body of work, man, we um, so body of work, the, the, the essence of that. First of all, shout out to Mac Tracks. Okay, um, Mac Tracks is uh, my producer. He's from Jacksonville. Um, and so what you what you'll find is I, I try my best to to stick with, um, you know, talent from Jacksonville as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And then I can augment around with with other other producers or, or featured artists and so forth and so on. But. But Jacksonville is for sure off rip. I'm always trying to 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 put a voice or a finger on on the uh, on the records that I do. So body of work, man, um, that came about really through a challenge with my with my my producer Mac Tracks mm-hmm. and then my executive producer Wax, who's also an artist, man. And and um, at the time we were uh, we were we were we were building on the uh, Code Switch Volume One album. Okay. And Wax hit me up and said, "Yo." Man, you should create a record. You know, he probably he probably was on one, you know, but he, he hit me up and said, man, you should create a record and I want you to talk about your body of work and one record. And the mm. hook to be one that, that really tells people what it takes to get to that, right? Breathe, eat, sleep, repeat. 
So when you want something, that's what you, you know what I'm saying? That's all you focus on. And only goodness can come from, from, you know, perseverance like that. And so yeah. that's where, that's where the, uh, the song, the essence of it came from. And our intentions, you know, um, to, to put it blank was we were, we were wanting to do a feature with, uh, you know, uh, Drake Bell, J. Cole's camp, mm-hmm. but, uh, man, numbers was too pricey for me, man. So as an independent artist, I said, Hey, so another day, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so ended up, you know, we ended up dropping the record. And man, I couldn't ask for more response. Uh, I mean, people really are feeling the record, man, and, and loving what we uh, we put out on that. No, and it's a dope record, man. Uh, and and even like you speak about Jacksonville and and the importance of Jacksonville. Like, can you tell us about growing up? Because we're over here in Toronto. We're we're all the way yeah. up north here, right? And we just yeah. see a lot of stories about Jacksonville via YouTube videos and stuff. Can you tell us yes. like your experience growing up, like in your in your in the times? It's probably relative around yeah. the same times, right? Like in the eighties and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. So, so um, man, um, you know, the 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 it was an, it, <laughs> the pressures in Jacksonville, man. Um, I guess I start there, and 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 what I what I'll say to you is, um, I didn't I know it at the time now to be true, but at the time I felt like that um the city itself was really it had a target on every every young black male mm. or individual that looked like me and 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 don't get me wrong you know i put myself in situations that 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 you know i was an easy target but it wasn't too hard to become a target yeah so let's put it that way um and so um i think i think what you got from that was you had the oppression from 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 a legal and just surveillance standpoint, but then you know it just there was no upward mobility, and so everybody and everybody's mom was you know was you know uh, part of the game, man. And um, so I, I feel like the the times you know they set the stage for us all to really look at our lives, and you know what we were just ready to die for it. I I mean I wasn't the only one, but most of the people that I knew was like, you know what? I'm not going to live past 25, man. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. You know what? So let me get wild out. And, and that's, that's, that's just how we live. And every, every, I mean, the, the people talk about money, but the, the most valuable resource that, you know, I was trained to focus on was time. So I never wasted time. Mm-hmm. And so all the people that I was with, it was all about, hey, how much can we do this year? How can we make things happen this year? And so we went, we took that mentality and moved from, I grew up in a, in a hood called Caravan. We moved from the hood, obviously, to, to, to mobiles. Um, and then we moved to, you know, promoting shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we brought some of the most prominent acts, um, at the time that were coming out, like, you know, our first show. I mean, we just, we come straight off the street and we, we meet, in, uh, uh, Biggie and Craig Mack, you know, to open up at yeah. this club, um, that, that we leased out, you know, and everybody just showed up. It was like this big old party, man. And, you know, those dudes was just, just dope as hell. And then Outcast came right behind that. Then we moved from that to 95 South, 69 Boys to Wu Tang to, wow. you know, so, and then it just got bigger and bigger, um, for over the uh, next, and this, this is about the mid nineties at this time, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, we lost Biggie, I think like 94, 95. I, I can't remember the, the year. Uh, um, I think, it, I think it was 95 or 96. 95. Yeah. 96. Yeah. 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 As a matter of fact, it was 96 because that was the year that, um, all of my, 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 
partners that were also uh, partners with me in the promotional company, mm-hmm. you know, they all pitched in and, uh, you know, that's what sent me to college. And so from there, I went from from uh, from the streets to the college, man, and, and never looked back since then. But but Jacksonville, man, is is a is a city, man, that one when you when you talk about uh, struggle is just as real as can be. Mm-hmm. You can never be in a more real down to earth city. Um, everybody loves the city, but also hates the circumstances that they have in the city. So everyone's always looking. You need to go out and bring something back. Second part I, I say about the city is, man, it's just it's just talent galore. Yeah. You know, it's not on the main circuit. When you talk about, you know, you know, bustling cities like Miami, New York, L.A., you know, Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, you know, in, in the U.S., Atlanta. But um, there can't be a more bustling city with talent than, you know, I, I put Jacksonville down with any city in the nation when it comes to, to talent. Um, and then last but not least, man, you know. Uh, everybody knows everybody. So we're only, mm-hmm. only a phone call away from, from everybody. Either it's a cousin or, you know, it's a brother, uh, <laughs> that's, that, uh, that's, uh, that's related to you. But uh, those three things, man, I think make it just a, a phenomenal city, man. Uh, and it's come a long way. Now, when you, when you talk about, you know, where it's sitting today and the level of violence, um, yeah. I don't think it's any different than the other city. I just think it gets a lot more. A, a lot more attention because uh, some of the artists now um, are busting through the, the the ceiling, man, and people have realized the, the the level of talent that's in the city. Yeah, because it sounds like the way that we see Jacksonville when we watch YouTube videos, it just sounds like yeah. a fucking war zone. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and yeah. and even with you growing up, right? Like you 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 went through dealing with street pharmaceuticals to you know becoming like a, a, a real pharmacist <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah, 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 but yeah. before we get to that like you also deal with mentorship like you mentor other people yeah what about yeah. you growing up who were your mentors um so first first of all man i mean you know my my primary mentors were my parents you know so mm. um because to my mom and my pops um you know so i i was fortunate to have you know a foundation there but you know, I also had a mind of my own. So I was like a black rose, you know, it's like, yeah. hey, uh, these are the things that I see I need to go get. I don't see how I can get them this way. I'm going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just was nothing that was, that was stopping me on that. Um, and I think you, 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 the reason mentorship means so much to me and then you move from mentorship to sponsorship is because I was seeking that at an early age in my life. And mm-hmm. the only thing that I could, I could have as mentors were people that, you know, that were OG to the game. Right. And so, um, you know, big up to Mill, big up to Earl, uh, Big Earl, um, gosh, man, uh, <laughs> three fifty seven, uh, man, uh, Getty, uh, big up to all these, all these guys, man, that that uh, Tank, you know, God bless the dead. So a lot of, a lot of OGs, man, that that um, they're just Randy, just saw something different. Ego saw saw something different in me. Um, uh, Nail uh, mm-hmm. that because of that they invested in me different. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I think some of it was they saw that I was committed to to stay in school, but I still was, you know what I'm saying? I was also committed to learn everything I can uh, while I was in the streets. And so, um, yeah, so I have people on, on my on my on my uh, on my on my journey that really ushered and pushed me along the way. That's that's dope, man. So what drew you to the whole pharmaceutical pharmaceutical market? Like, 
You know, like we can have the the clever puns and be like, yo, from the street pharmacist to the real pharmacy. But like not everybody from the streets, like, listen, as somebody who's lived life in the streets at one point myself, I never wanted to be a pharmacist. (laughs) So what drew you to that? Yeah, man, I, I, I had to say, man, um, you know, a couple of things. So, you know, um, so first of all, it was like, you know, I got pushed into, listen, man, you're going you gonna to do, you gonna do college. I don't know what it is you're going to do. And these, mm-hmm. these are all, all my homies, right? And so it was like, man, you know what you should look at is you, you should look at pharmacy, right? And I was like, well, shit, if I don't go to school, I'm going to med school, right? And so um, I, uh, I reached out to a, a family practitioner. Uh, Willie Pennant. Okay. And, um, and, um, he, you know, uh, we sat down, we had a good conversation with the pharmacy school and then went to med school. And so honestly, man, that was the blueprint that I followed. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to recreate the widow. It's just more of talking about, okay. And, and then it became of uh, using advisors on, Hey, how, do, what does it take for me to, you know, to make sure that I'm, I'm able to get accepted into this pharmacy program. And then when I get into pharmacy school, I assume that I'll be able to find a different set of mentors that can take me to, you know, get me through pharmacy school and take me to med school. I just was always that type of person. Mm-hmm. Same, you know, same, same hustle, different grind. And I say this a lot to people, you know, it's the hustle mentality. Uh, what I'm grinding is, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at ways that I can create you know, uh, knowledge and resources for myself yeah. in multiple different ways. And the streets just was, was uh, a first way for me. It was an entryway on what hustling can really do if you're intentional about what you want in your life. Um, but that, you know, also it comes with a, a price. And so it's no different than you making investments, man. You make a risk. You know what I'm saying? The heavier the risk, the rewards need to outweigh the, the risk or what the hell you doing it, right? And so you start realizing those things as you get wiser with, with your experiences. So even with that, right, like, can you give us some of the obstacles that you might have dealt with going through, like, the whole school system to, to, to mm. get to, you know, having your doctorate and stuff? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, so first first off, man, you know, um, I think I think uh, when you when you talk about so you, you got this. You got this brother that only thing I know is conflict and resolution of conflict. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, and in the streets, I mean, uh, been shot twice, right? You, so, you know, conflict is, is heavy on my mind. And, and if you, if you're an obstacle for me, man, you got to move out of the way. Right. Yeah. And so, first of all, I had to learn, um, I had to do a code switch, code switch in my mind on, listen, you know, everybody's not your enemy. And you know what? That street mentality is not the way that you're going to be able to survive in this true mentality of living life. And, you, know, mm-hmm. you gotta take the good of that and shed the rest. You gotta figure that out real quick or you're gonna get ate up, you know, like a shark, right? And so um for me on that journey, man, I, I big big us to my, my brother Ali. Um Ali was was a a uh, a a college roommate for me. Me and him, you know, he had he had just came back from from uh, military school. And uh so me and him uh, decided to move to Tallahassee to go to pharmacy school together. I was I was in front of him. He just decided to go to FAMU with me, and uh, he I think he took a a, 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 a a degree in chemistry and then applied to pharmacy school. Okay, but me and him met, man. Um, and, you know he was about he was about four years older than me, and so hell I didn't even know how to tie a tie, right? And so uh, the college required that you have to wear a tie to school every day, you know, and all that, all of that. So. Man, I, I he used to just sit down across the table from me. Okay, so 
let, let me hear <laughs> let me hear you say this mm-hmm. you know and so we had to go through a lot of we had to go through a lot of uh conversations man for me to get to a space where at least i was comfortable having you know intelligent conversations with people that you got these you got these 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 uh these people man where their their minds will just blow you away right yeah and so um the other piece for it man i just had to immerse myself in reading mm. right so i just gobbled up i gobbled up everything you know where you have people now talk about Stephen Covey, where this is in the nineties, you know, I'm reading seven, seven habits of highly effective, effective people. I'm reading John Maxwell, you know, uh, leadership qualities. I'm, you know, so I'm reading all these books, um, that, that really I can use as tools and help me understand, you know, different aspects of interfacing with people and becoming more emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Because I, I would have to say that's where I was, I was lacking coming from the streets because that's all the streets is, is a, a, a bubble of emotion. Yeah. You know, and and because of that, you know, if you press on the right bubble, you know, I'm saying it's gonna pop. And um, so I had to learn how to how to how to manage that to be be successful. Um, but I, I'd say the people, you know, on the journey, especially in in college, man, you know, they just treat you because I was, you know, I was a little bit more mature than than most of uh, kids coming out of their homes because you know I I was coming from I had my own business, I had my own place, you know, um, and I'm. I'm I'm the same age as the, as these kids coming in college, but right. I've had all this other stuff that they haven't had. So I'm more mature in that way. Plus, you've so had all the, the street experience too. Right, right from the street experience, and quite frankly, I was on my dime. You know, so I I didn't have I didn't have money to waste. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't I wasn't in college to explore and 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 figure out who the hell I was. I knew where I was. I knew where I was going, and I knew what I needed to get. Because every time I spent a dollar, I had these brothers that was sending me money and I had my own money that was tied up in this investment I'm making, which is my doctorate. Yeah. So, you know, from that, man, it, it just, you know, it, I kept that mentality all the way through college. No, man, that's amazing, man. Like just to keep that um, using school, having that mentality that school is an investment. A lot of times people look at school when they're especially you know young kids when they're when they're growing up as a chore like ah i'm just gonna do this for my parents and get this out the way but like you you looked at it as an investment into your future and oh yeah yeah. and you were even able to transition that to you you became a healthcare executive eventually i did i did man yeah so um after i got my doctorate um you know i I moved back to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Typically, when you when you do your pharmacy degree, you do six years, um, and then you'll do like a, either a one or two year residency program, similar to like what physicians do. Yeah. Um, so I, I moved I moved back to Jacksonville, and I joined a a physician group as an ED pharmacist. And I know you remember the show ED mm-hmm. or ER. ER. Um, so I was actually working. I was practicing with this this uh, physician group. And then, so I did that for about two years, and then I went into uh, cardiology. Okay. Um, and then um, shortly after that, man, uh, someone tapped me on the shoulder, asked me to consider being a leader over the uh, the, the pharmacy uh, within within the health system. And it actually, was another mentor of mine. He was getting ready to retire, so mm-hmm. um, he he became a mentor for me, invested in me, showed me all the business of you know. The financial aspects of, of running teams, the business of leading people. Um, and then, of course, from there, man, um, you know, once I took that opportunity, the rest of the opportunity started calling. So I had different recruiters asking me to consider for this position, this position. So I moved from Jacksonville to Kentucky to California 
to North Carolina, to Boston, to California. You see what I'm saying? And so yeah. those, those opportunities just kept kept hitting me up because obviously I'm, I'm delivering and I'm also creating, um, you know, value for the companies as well for myself. So that's when you started becoming more bi-coastal. That's so- right. That's right. Yep. Yep. And on, along the way, you know, just maintaining or uh, or keeping on assets that I have in, in the different areas and understanding, you know, that those assets can become, you know, viable for me. And what I really want to do is my music. Right. And so mm. I, I just need to create enough of assets to be able to fund, you know, my next business, which is, you know, obviously Epic and Extraordinary Music Group. And now we move from that to, you know, obviously our, our, uh, our, our merch, which is the Deuces Co. as well. So 2023, we'll be launching that. Okay, that's dope, man. And, and you kind of like answered a question that I have here on my list of with all these different things that you got going on, what makes you still want to do music? You know what I'm saying? Because like well, you're pretty, <laughs> you, you got businesses going on. Like I'm watching the music videos, you're walking. I'm like, this nigga's is walking into his own business in the music video. Now that's a stunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, you know, so uh, my, 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 my take on that, you know, um, uh, it's real simple, man. Mm-hmm. Do what you love, love what you do. And so what, what on my journey, what I've learned is, you know, I can learn how to really love some things that I do, yeah. but am I doing what I love? You know what I mean? And so the one thing that stuck with me through all these facets in my life has been, um, you know, I, w- I would always go home and I would write about my my experience. And it was just like journaling. Right. right. But they were they were poems or they were raps. And then it became when when my homies on the street realized that I could rap, then it became a competition because the next day, hey, man, what you got? Let me hear something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so then it became, OK, now I got to write because ain't no telling what somebody going to tap me and be like, yo, what's up? Let me hear something. And so that that has always stuck with me. But especially as, um, you know, when I was dealing with a lot of conflict and I began, I became more emotionally intelligent. I realized that writing was a way for me to really curb some of those emotions that I had. And I I could articulate those. And I'm sure there's somebody out there that's going through the same thing I'm going through. Mm -hmm. So when you hear my music. That's why you can connect to it in such a way is because it's real experiences. You know, um, they may be current day or it may have been yesterday, but you know what? Yesterday is, is actually all it is is a blueprint for those that, that it's, it's, it's the, it's the future for somebody. So it's a blueprint for them. And it's actually, it's an, it's an ease for me. And then tomorrow is, is not known, but I know presently I can talk about what's happening and I can forecast what my tomorrow looks like. You know what I mean? So I stay with it, man. And, and um and so during during COVID was when I was watching everything happening with George Floyd mm. and um you know I had R. to R. put something George out Floyd. yeah so I had to put something out there that 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 uh that reflected you know what I was feeling and I knew people around I mean every day and, and these companies I'm with they're expressing the same thing you know uh, it didn't matter you're black or white everybody just felt like something had to be done differently and so we released the song Injustice. Because it was a shutdown, we did it as an animated video. And then obviously from there, we just continued to go, okay, what's next? And we just kept moving from there. No, that's dope, man. And even with um, like everything that you got going on, right? Like yeah, you have um, code switching, right? You got the shirt yeah. on too, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you, yeah. can you talk to us about the concept of code switching? Cause 
I'm very well versed on the whole concept of code switching as somebody who's lived street life. I've worked in a corporate environment. You sometimes you got to do it. You know what I mean? Break it yeah, down to where yeah. like you started realizing the, the, the value of it, or maybe if we're not even talking about the same thing, maybe you got a different meaning to it. Mm. No, no. So uh, I think, I think we start with that. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I think most people are, are familiar with code switching is, you know, uh, you can be in one environment, like we're chilling in our, in our career, right? We having a, a real conversation, you know, um, we're breaking bread, if you will. But mm-hmm. if we're in a business setting, you know, the vernacular, the word choices and everything else, we switch on that. I feel like life is the same way. You know what I mean? And um, what what I what I feel like is a disconnect for us is we don't know how to integrate all those aspects of our lives and make it so it's seamless when we step into any environment. People know who you are. They can see who you are mm-hmm. and they can see you got real attention. You know what I mean? And so code switching for me is uh, it's it's really giving people, a, uh, you know, what I'm saying the, the backstory on who Tef is. This guy that, that came from the streets, stay true to his craft, stay true to who he is as a person. I never lose who I am. Recognize that, you know what, I can't have this thug mentality walking into a, a, a business office and expecting to get, you know, results that I got in the streets. Yeah. I've got to sharpen my pencil. I've got to sharpen my mindset in a different way. And, and obviously, the only way I can do that is I got to have people, you know what I'm saying, put, you know, fill my lamp full of oil, you mm-hmm. know, if you say, from the brothers. And so, code switching, code switching is really, I'm walking people through the days and times of tell from the streets to, to business executive. And now from business executive, obviously, to, you know, what's next on the, on the horizon for us. So we got three volumes of Code Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Code Switch Volume 1, we dropped, um, you know, two weeks ago, uh, right before Christmas. Um, and now um, we've got the, we've got an EP, or not EP, we've got a, a second album called The Inner Quail. Uh, it's a volume between the two Code Switches um, dropping March timeframe. And then we got uh, volume two of Code Switch dropping this summer. So, um, you know, it really is, it, it really is giving people, you know, uh, real life, uh, look into, um, the experiences of Teta, uh, relationships. Um, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of relationships I've lost, a lot of relationships I build. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of my dead homies, you know, recognizing the, the value that they played in my life. Um, and at the same time, you know, we celebrate too. Yeah. You know, not, everything's not a struggle. You know what I mean? And so uh, we take people on that journey. Um, and I got some phenomenal talent on this volume one. Uh, big ups to Federo for okay. featuring on there. Absolutely. Big ups to Alonda Rich. Big ups to Bigger. Big ups to Fat Joe for the for the intro. Yeah, uh, Joey, crack, crack, crack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big ups to Wax. Uh, big ups to Spins out of Jacksonville. The producers that you hear on there, they're all from Jacksonville except for DJ Payne one. Um, so, uh, big ups to the producers as well. Um, but the, uh, the engineers, man, are, are, they're by coaster. So I did something with, with, um, JP and LA at uh-huh. Melrose, uh, recording, Melrose Sound Recording, um, Ira at Maximus Music in Charlotte, North Carolina, Cyber Sounds in Boston. Um, also work closely with Vibe Music Productions in Jacksonville. Okay. And Impressive Sounds in San Diego as well. So you get, you know, you get a finger of, uh, uh, you know, how we're building, you know, our brand and, and the music that we put out to give people sonically something that they can, they can really vibe to. 
No, man, that's beautiful, man. And even like, you know, with it being a project that has mostly Jacksonville in it, because you mentioned a bunch of other places that are involved, but you know, you yeah. always root back to Jacksonville. And yep. I, I want to like broaden the conversation a, a quick minute before we end our, our, our interview here. Yes, sir. Jacksonville, like, like I said in the beginning of this conversation is popped up on the map for me via artist um, that I see going back and forth with the drill scene, you know, YouTube videos. Like I'm talking about three and a half hour documentary style videos where they're like the deadly, the deadly city of Jacksonville. And I'm just like, yeah. damn, what are your views on like that whole drill scene and the attention that that's been put on your city through that whole dra dramatic experiences and stuff like that? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I can't speak for everybody's individual circumstances, man. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, and obviously me coming from the streets, you know, I can't be, a, I can't sit on here and be a hypocrite of it. What, what I can say to you, man, um, the, the margins are slim for most of those individuals to see, to see their way out or see themselves to a better life by putting all of that out on a routine basis, man. Mm -hmm. You know, if you talk, it's one thing to talk about what you've been through and how you made a, made, how you made a, a, a change on that. You recognize at some juncture in your life, there's some changes I gotta, I, I gotta make. Like I mentioned, you know, uh, it's like, shit, I ain't gonna make it past 25 after being shot up twice, right? And then recognizing, I mean, the person that's on the left of me, I just lost him. The person on the right, man, I just lost him. Damn, homie in front of me is, you know, he doing, he doing 10, he doing 25 to life now, right? And then I got my homies that's behind me looking at me like, what's next? Yeah. Right. So, so for me, I, I, I feel like everybody's circumstances is different, but you got to wake up and you got to realize, man, you know, uh, am I the problem? And for me, I realized a lot of the things that I was experiencing in my life, I was the problem with those. Mm -hmm. And so because I saw I saw that I was the problem, I began to start looking for solutions to fix my problem. And my problem was I didn't want to be in the streets next year. Two years from now, I wanted to be somebody that owned my company. Yeah. Three years from now, I want to be this person, you know what I'm saying? This, this total different individual. And so I began to, to, to see beyond my day-to-day you know, struggle that I was, I was experiencing. Now that's me, right? So now, you know, to answer your question around what's going on in Jacksonville, man, I, I can relate to the experiences that people are, people are having. Mm -hmm. Do I condone, do I, do I condone the violence, you know, and do I, do, is it, you know what I'm saying? It's something that I perpetuate or when I talk to, to my homie spins, we, you know, we're talking about drill. Hell no. You know what I mean? We're talking about, we're talking about shit, what, what Tef is experiencing now and what he went and how we connect is, you know, what the stuff you're, you're experiencing right now, bro, that's going to disappear for you, man. If yeah. you just stay focused on your music, stay on where you're going in your career, man, you know, it's going to pop for you in the right way and, and dude just blowing up like crazy. Right. So I, I think, I think, um, the, the, the circumstances are in Jacksonville. Some of it is self-perpetuated by the individuals involved. Um, you know, it, it, it sells, right? Because you've got a venue where people, like you said, you watch, you can watch three hours of, of somebody's documentary and they're talking about, you know, their, their adversities and the streets and stuff like that. Think about it, man. It fosters a lot of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I'm getting views on that, people must want to see more of that. So let me put more of that out. And it, and you know, it's, it's fostering this, this mindset on that. So that's, that's something to, you know, that we all got to chew on as consumers of, 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 of material that's on, on social media. Uh, but the other part that I say for the individuals involved, man, 
you know, it's everybody's going to have their epiphany. They're going to have their wake up. Mm-hmm. And um, the two the two routes that I know from the streets that 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 resonates so well for for most people. There are there are unique circumstances, and you know, Stephen Harvey says it all the time. We've been talking about people that you know may become very successful, but um, most individuals, if you stay in there long enough, man, and see the you're gonna be in a, you're gonna be in a coffin or you're gonna be in jail, bro. Yeah, straight up. You know what I'm saying? And, and let's let's just be real about it. Um, and you know, I just, I, I, I speak my truth on that, you know, um, but I, I don't necessarily, I can't, I can't question the way that you go about making your money, the way that I went about making my money was what I saw as, is a value for me at that point in my, in my life. That's the only way that I saw that was that, that I had access to. Um, that's the only way that I saw that I could get to my next, mm-hmm. but I had a purpose behind getting to my next. And maybe some of that is, is interwoven in the, in the situations that these guys are going through there's a next they're just not articulating it yet you know what i'm saying yeah no no man and and i'm glad that you're able to to give some of that jewelry because as as a vet in the in the city in the game like i feel that and we have a lot of a we have a real young audience we have a mix of an audience but the biggest percentage of our audience is um that under 25 between 18 to 25 and these types of jewels are important to them you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, man. I, I mean, it, it's it's not about where you come from, man. And it damn sure isn't about the circumstances that you're living in today. Mm-hmm. It's about what are you doing to change those circumstances for tomorrow. And bro, you know, if if, if you if you're not able to look at that man in that mirror and 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 you know, and you can't see the role that you're playing in the circumstances you're sitting in, that's a problem. That's a big problem. And so that was the first thing I had to do. I'm talking about. I'm, I'm I'm 17. No shit, shit. I was younger than that because when I, the, the second time I got shut up, I was I was I was 16. Damn. You know, both my legs broken, right? So so for me, I'm 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 wheeling around in a wheelchair. I'm like, what the fuck? And so I woke myself up, you know. After I realized, you know what, these circumstances I'm putting myself through, they're not. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm. I'm forecasting my own death by 25, and so uh, when I when I came to when I came to realize it was nobody else, nobody couldn't couldn't get to me. I had to come to it myself, and I realized that that's when I began to look at the people around me, the circumstances I'm in. I, I began to look at them different, and then I began to look at what true assets or people that had good intentions for where I want to be in my life. Who are the, those? Are the people I need to be around? And yeah. That were just pulling me down. Hey, yo, let's go, let's go smoke one. Nah, bro, I ain't doing that. Shit, I'm glad to be walking again. You know yeah. what I mean? So that that became more of the the impetus for me. Um, yeah, and the, and the rest, the rest. When people see you do good, bro, um, they want to do good too. So they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna gravitate to you, and then that becomes a magnet for you to just continue to grow. And you know, that that circle just gets bigger and bigger and bigger because everybody wants to win. And when you when you can see somebody winning, you want to be on that train, man. That's a fact. Everybody wants to be on the winning team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yo, Tef, I, I I really really feel that this was an important conversation to have with uh, with with us up north over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah, man. Thank you, brother. <laughs> no, nah, man. Thank you, bro. Like I, you know, we we want to make sure that we highlight not just only Canadian talent. 
but you know our brethren down south doing their thing you know what i'm saying and and yeah. we're eventually you know us as the we love hip-hop network we're going to be making our way down south and and connecting with you in person you know what i'm saying Hey, bro. Well, listen, I, I owe I owe a visit to We Love Hip Hop, man. When I when I when I hit that Canadian border, brother. Yes. So I'm definitely gonna be hitting you up. Um, and you know, I'm a man of a word, man. So don't don't be surprised if you get this crazy ass, you know, reach out about uh swinging through and and building with you, man. No, pull up on us. We'll. I, I won't be here. I'll be at the studio. But you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But we'll yep, definitely. The door is definitely open, fam. Um, let us All know right. what you got coming up um, in, in, in the near future, man, so anybody can tap in with. For sure. For sure. So uh, we locking in. We, we, uh, so uh, first of all, uh, website, tefxl.com. Mm-hmm. Get a chance to check it out, man. Um, subscribe so you can get, you know, an email blast on, on our tour dates that we got coming up. Right now we're locking down our tour dates for 2023. Uh, the Deuces Co. Uh, we'll be releasing our merch at, uh, at the top of February. So you subscribe there. You also, you'll get a blast around, you know, the latest merch that we got. Uh, we just dropped Code Switch Volume One, the album. If you haven't had a chance to doubt, I, I really love for you to to check it out and also give us feedback, man. What you like, what you don't like, so we can we can pivot. We can mm. make sure that we drop in the right type of music for the right people. And man, most importantly, man, stay safe. You know, and and, and like my homie Rip say, you know, uh, stay dangerous. <laughs> nah, man. Thank you, man. Tef XL in the motherfucking building. And also, quick thing I didn't do in the beginning of this episode, I want to give a quick salute to my sponsors here, Astro Pink, keeping me toasty. If you know, you know. Um, hit them up on their website, myastropink.com, or on their Instagram, astro underscore pink. Yeah, man, another one in the vault right here, man. Tef XL, man. Thank you for this, brother. Hey, appreciate it, bro. Hey, man, stay, stay well. Man, you too, bro. We'll tap in soon. Peace. Peace. We love hip hop.